Hey guys, good morning from Toronto. I'm back in Canada again. Just sitting here, I built a little addition in the back of my house while I was in Costa Rica. The intention of that was, you know, last year when it looked like Ontario was going to be in perpetual lockdowns, I was like, you know, I need a little spot with a sauna, pool, nice fireplace in case I had to spend the rest of my life inside, which I knew I wouldn't probably allow that to happen because I'd probably just do whatever. But it's nice to be here. Um, my friends helped me build this beautiful space, and I'm super grateful. And um, yeah, I'm just recording this podcast here and early on a Saturday. I've been meaning to to get one of these out. I guess I'll call them Geocast now. Geocast Seven. Um, talk a bit about Alaska, internet marketing, breathwork, a few stories, and just going with the flow. It's been amazing. In some ways, to be back in Canada. Uh, other ways, I'm really missing Costa Rica. Just feel like the lifestyle here is really like go, go, go. A lot of pressure. Um, but anyways, um, I, I really noticed that when I when I got to Alaska. It's something about the energy there. Um, and I, I think when when you're super busy, super stressed, in your mind a lot, like living from your headspace, it's hard to notice shifts in energy. Like sometimes you feel it, you're not sure why. Um, but but just getting out to the open air in Alaska was something truly truly incredible, and I, I instantly felt the sense of peace. And nothing really changed around me. You know, I still had the same responsibilities and stuff going on with work and business. Um, but something about just being in that space was just like the whole body just calmed down. It was a, it was a reminder that even though you know, living in Toronto, to spend more time in nature, more downtime. And you know, we got to get out, and I saw some moose. If you've ever seen a moose in person, these things are gigantic, massive. And they look at you, and it's like, oh, geez, if this thing wanted to, it could probably tear me to shreds right now. It's a moose. Imagine a bear. We did get to see a bear. Got to see some bald eagles. Got to jump in some rivers and waterfalls. And Also interesting about Alaska, it's sunlight pretty much 24 hours a day. 23 hours of real sunlight and about, you know, 45 minutes, an hour or so of, like, dusk or dawn, I guess it's both at the same time, it's a quick transition over, a couple earthquakes up there, it was just, it was just a strange, incredible experience, being there for a week, um, yeah, went there, did some breath work, had a weekend retreat, which I won't share in this podcast, one day I'll share about that experience, how crazy it was, and I just met some amazing people. It's just really good to see that no matter all over the world, you can find people who are on a similar wavelength that are looking to improve themselves, really want to connect with people, want to be of service. Um, it was just amazing to connect with that. And just thank you to Jason for inviting me up there to you know work with his community and family. And um, yeah, I guess they're, they're really feeling the effects of climate change. I've been doing a little bit of research, I guess going back to my... Um, conspiracy theory days when I dove into that it's always not taking everything at face value you know everyone's screaming one thing it's good to look into like how it benefits and I'm, I'm still not sure where I stand I need to educate myself more on that um, but the first things that really came up was like I remember the first time I was hearing about the environment was I was younger and the ozone layer was gonna be gone in a few years and I'm just curious what happened to that because I thought when that was gone we'd be finished and acid rain and how it's gonna like destroy everything and kind of I never hear about that anymore it's moved on to different things like co2 I was just looking into like co2 and how much of percentage of the actual atmosphere makes up and how much man-made emissions actually contribute to that total amount and anyways it's just interesting to look at I'm not sure one way or the other what I think about it 
But I do think the climate is changing. Do we influence it? Are we making an impact? Maybe. There's a lot of research that supports both sides, which is kind of the same for everything. You know, you can with the internet and researchers, some that are funded, some that are cherry picking answers, you can find research that can support any claim. Now, are we polluting a lot? Yes, for sure. Um, are we destroying natural habitat? Yes. One thing flying to Alaska is how much untouched land there is. Even up there, you know, outside of the Anchorage, about 400,000 people, mainly a oil, gas kind of town, you know, outside there. It's just beautiful, untouched lands. And I highly recommend to go to Alaska. I'd <clears throat> love to check it out in the wintertime. And, you know, one of my passions now, as you guys probably know, is just training people to become breathwork facilitators. And when I was on my journey of, you know, learning about breathwork and becoming a facilitator or just learning about it myself, I had a really deep experience with Wim Hof where I had this out-of-body experience uh, in Colorado when I did my facilitator training. When I came back, I was so curious about recreating that. And, you know, over the next couple of years, I kind of developed a practice for myself. COVID hit and all the, my friends said, hey, now you got to teach us. I wasn't sure if I could, but I ended up doing it. And my ego kind of checked in and said, hey, man, you really want to share this. This is your own unique way of sharing breath work. And pretty quickly, I realized that the intention was to help people and in order to help people, you can get a share and open source. I think is the future where it's not about profit. It's not about controlling, it's not about keeping things. The more you can share, the more quickly we can evolve and things can advance faster. It's like free energy, free thought, free everything. Maybe not free, but some way to give and receive without restriction. Um, could be a new model of doing things. Whereas capitalism is like scraping profits in the pockets of a few people, um, creating that spread. So you're creating a value and then you're putting something on top of it and saying a market price. Anyhow, um, yeah, just, just, and then when I started sharing it, what I, what I didn't realize was that it was going to be more fulfilling because when people, when people would share with me their experiences of facilitating with others, and how impactful it was, like sharing a moment of gratitude with their parents or an emotional moment with someone they loved for the first time. Um, it just hit me in a different way. And I was just like super passionate about that. So we started teaching people. We have over 140 facilitators now starting to spread around the world. And it's not only changing their lives, but the lives of people around them. And the profit comes in so many ways. But just doing something they feel fulfilled and excited to do. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, on this trip... Um, perfect amount of people showed up as always. We weren't really sure how many people were going to show up. It was a perfect group of 12. And, you know, one of the guys shared a story. Um, I won't mention his name just in case he doesn't want me to, but we were in Peru together and we had breath work in the ruins up uh, one of the uh, sacred sites. And he had this experience where he went back into his childhood in the breath work meditation and saw himself as a little boy locked in a cage. And he had shared that he had these autoimmune issues for like at least 10 years where he had severe stomach pains and couldn't even drink an alcoholic drink or it would, you know, create this crazy reaction where, anyways, very uncomfortable, very painful. And after that, he felt like the pain had left him because he had let this young version of himself out of the cage and saw that it was up to him, his choice, to allow himself to be a child, to be free or whatever. And I kind of forgot about that, but he came also to to Alaska and one of the shares he said he mentioned he's like yeah he's been pain free ever since and I was like wow you know that's incredible there's a lot of studies that show the link between the emotional body and the physical body and how um, I believe that you know when you have some emotional issues on the inside I think all physical ailments are 
a manifestation of some inner trauma or inner blocked energy or inner um, issues. And when you don't address them over time, they start bubbling to the surface. They start trying to get your attention and they throw your system off and eventually they manifest as physical. Um, it couldn't be any form, you know, any, any kind of physical ailment. Um, but I believe if you can heal those inner wounds, and if it's not too late, you know, you can have an incredible quick response in the body, in the mind, in the soul. And so, yeah, he shared that. And it was really incredible to, to be a part of that. You know, like he obviously healed himself. I don't take credit for healing anyone, <clears throat> but I was able to create a space where he felt safe to go there. And that's what we do as breathwork facilitators. You know, we help people um, to see something that they weren't able to see before. And JJ, uh, who helped facilitate the weekend, um, he was talking about, you know, something that really resonated with me that I've heard a few times before. Um, you know, there's there's the things that you know that you know. You know, like, I'm a guy, you know, I know business, I know marketing a little bit, I know a little bit about this, about that. And there's things that I know that I don't know, you know, like, um, you know, I'm not a chartered accountant. I'm, there's certain things I'm not good at, um, certain things I'm curious about. But then there's this whole other realm about what you don't know you don't know, you know. And that's where the magic lies. That's where the breakthroughs happen. You have these aha moments about yourself, about life, about the potential in the universe. You know, even things like, you know, like a weird example, like flat earth. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Or it's like, yeah, people thought it was flat before and then they realized it wasn't. And, you know, but when you actually start looking into the arguments that they're saying, it's like, oh, that could be possible. And it kind of just stretches your consciousness. And that could be a crude example because I'm thinking, oh, flat earther, which I'm not. I'm just, I just like to listen to what other people are saying just to open my consciousness rather than dismissing it. And you start opening yourself to the, the things that you don't know that you don't know, you know, anything can happen anytime. It's possibility. Um, and so, so yeah, so, and then when I got back, another person shared with me at, a, at an event we were at last year, you know, they were, they were processing a, a bad breakup and in the breath work, they had this huge transformational experience. And that same day they met their current partner who, you know, they're madly in love with. And this weekend we're going to do a collaboration together because that was a musician. He's a musician and we're going to do an event today actually at uh, All Day I Dream. And I uh, was just sharing how, you know, he met that same person that day. They're still together and now we get to collaborate and all these things, they come full circle. Um... Yeah, so there's incredible stories of transformation and breathwork, and I think it all has to do with um, fixing the inner self or having realizations about these things that you don't know you don't know, things that we forget, things that are outside our current realm of consciousness. And that's really um, where the term, I think, expanding your consciousness comes in. You just stretch it to a place that it wasn't before, that you didn't even know was possible. And I remember many times in my life when I had challenging situations, I couldn't see the possibility beyond the current situation. So if you're in a difficult situation or a challenge right now, there's something waiting to emerge for you. You know, another saying is like, you know, when you feel like you're in the darkness, you feel like you've been buried, but the reality of it is you've been planted. And, you know, if you can at least get that dirt to an environment that is conducive to growth, because it's ready for it, it's pushing you to that state of change. Um, so now you just got to sprout and, and see a little bit of that light and see it's possible um, to come out the other side. And sometimes I think the roots might grow down first, um, before they go up or might feel like you're going in different directions at the same time. But, um, 
yeah, being planted and sprouting out the other side. Um, and it's almost like psychedelic experience can do that too. You know, that's what I love about them. I don't think that they're an answer. I don't think that they're the end. I think some people abuse them still and some people use them just as like any other drug if they're not rooted in some sort of practice. And it doesn't have to be spiritual because some people don't like the word spiritual, but just a daily awareness practice and looking at, you know, how it affects their life. It can be used as a tool to open that into the areas you don't know you don't know. And I saw a recent article about Ben Greenfield wrote about 20 people shared it with me about psychedelics and about him condoning them after years of supporting them and saying that, you know, in the Bible kind of, there are some, some phrases in the Bible that, that he felt say that, you know, psychedelics is not the way it's kind of like magic and bad. And, you know, I was trying to sit with it and try to understand his perspective because the first thing my mind tries to do when it has an opposing viewpoint is to deny it. It doesn't feel good. It's not what I believe. It's outside of my realm. And so a practice I've been trying to employ all these times, when I hear something that triggers like, again, like flat earth or um, any kind of any kind of thing, it's like, okay, let me try to see what the other people are saying, see why they're arguing or why they're so crazy. So try to understand. And he makes some good points. And, it, and you know, if, when you religiously follow somebody, um, in ways you can give your power away because then you start to believe everything they say and you want to like, you know, you trust them. And this is the power of like influencers. It's like, you must give up your own power to believe everything they say. And so but it was interesting. His comments were half and half. And some people who are anti-religion automatically went against that because it felt, felt religious. But I still think that, you know, like there's the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And I think that I've seen so many people transform through psychedelic experiences, even just recently. Um, someone who was studying psychedelic medicine, who was a psychologist, who was having all these anxiety and, and was able to see something about how their life had become transactional. And just by seeing that and reframing it, was able to see that all the anxiety came from keeping score, from every time they did something, someone was going to owe them something in return. Or every time someone did something for them, they felt like they had to pay it back. And you know, living life like that can be very challenging. And there's a great book called The Go-Giver. And I feel that the more you give without expectation and just being open to receive, so much more can flow in. Um, and yeah, just going back to the Bible, just doing some research, you know, like it was written by men, you know, there was a council that put it together, you know, the Romans, when they're trying to persecute any kind of other opposing views, found some older books, put them together, chose which ones went in, took out certain ones, rewrote them in a certain way that fit their narrative. Um, I think a lot of it was based on like the Essenes writings and some other writings. And there's a lot of controversy if you really look into the Bible and it's like the most studied book of all time. But we can't keep take it as absolute truth. Yes, I believe Jesus, in Jesus, in a way. I believe in some of the teachings of the Bible, but we have to be open to all possibility, I think. Um, and a lot of people have suffered religious trauma because of the dogma that it brought. And I meet a lot of people who are into breathwork and psychedelics who had had these crazy experiences through the religion. You know, imagine telling a child that if they sinned, you know, they'd be blasted into dust and crazy stuff. Like that's that could be traumatic for a child growing up. And how do you sort of change that so that someone can re-explore their spirituality in their own way that feels good to them to think about life, you know, beyond this realm? And I also met someone in Alaska who was like atheist and just started asking questions. It's like, you know, when does when does you, when did your life begin? Like, what was the moment that you started life? 
And like, where are you that one millisecond before that? Like, did it, you just come into being automatically? Um, that's interesting because on, on ayahuasca, I died a few times and completely dissolved into smithereens. Um, and I think a lot of the times you can get lost in your mind trying to figure out things when you start like really just moving to the heart, that that long journey from the mind to the heart, you know, things start to change. You start seeing more into the possibility of life. You start feeling a little bit more. You start noticing intuition. You start noticing synchronicity. And synchronicity is not perfect, but it's a sign of like things lining up. You know, one of the exercises we did in Alaska was um, the creative visioning process, which is a beautiful process. We have it on our website. So you can check that out. Um, and it just helps you build a vision of your life. But part of that is once you start getting clear on how you want to feel, start being open to these things that you're kind of attracting into your life. And as they come, they might be for you, they might be not, and you have to use both your superpowers, your mind and your heart to find alignment and not to take everything at face value, to feel in and to also, you know, think about things as well. So yeah, so, and in that, you know, in my own life, I continue to attract these incredible people that are, you know, I guess here that want to collaborate, that want to help, and we're doing some amazing things. and I'm just super grateful about that. And, um, you know, recently just thinking about time and getting old. And when you have kids, you see how fast time goes. You see your kids grow up. You know, I remember 20s to 30s felt like forever in a good way. But then, you know, 30s to 40s, it's like I had kids. And, you know, every year you see them get taller and bigger. And you're like, wow, you know, like I'm not going to get that time back. And, you know, being 40 now sometimes it feels scary but it's like well wait a minute you know you're here you know instead of worrying about how much time you have left it's like how do you really make the most of every moment you have now and you know i get reminded when i look at the sky which is something i did a lot in costa rica just how beautiful things are in this present moment and how amazing it is to live at this time and how do you want to spend your time and sometimes i think about all these projects i'm working on how hard i'm working and sometimes it's like for what you know like am i am i losing out in this moment now to build something for the future and how important is that and where do, how do you find that balance how do you find that balance um and i was able to like my daughter was like dad you know i think i mentioned last podcast as she mentioned we don't spend enough time together so we, we did a wonderland date and um i went there bought the fast pass because i figured again like time if i gotta wait one hour to go on one ride you know i'm gonna get two or three rides in so we got this fast pass which lets you go to the front of every line and we wanted to go on this new ride called the Yukon Striker. And there was a thunderstorm warning. We got there. We got to the front of our first ride, and they stopped it. We didn't get to go on because there was thunderstorm. Then we were only going on these smaller rides. She wanted to go on all these spinning rides that really, at 40, made me feel sick. Um, and I remember being younger. I brought up a memory of when my dad came with me once. And I remember by the end of the day, I was like, oh, I got a headache. I'm sick. And I was like reliving that with my daughter. She wanted to go on more and more rides. We had so much fun with the front 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 row of like all the rides except that one that was shut down for the whole night for some reason that was mainly the reason we went there and she was so upset and i was like listen let's just have fun with what we have here and let's not worry about it and it was such a beautiful beautiful night we spent together and then at the end she was like dad how can i repay you for this and i was just like wow you know a reminder of like that lady who shared that transactional, she feels like she owes her dad something for doing something for her. And it just like kind of like hit me in a way is like, wow, how can I teach my daughter that life is not about being transactional? Like just to give without expectation. Uh, and I think that's the key, you know, it's just to give without expectation because you want to. 
to do things because you want to. Like, I don't want her to do anything for me unless she really wants to. Um, and the same thing is like when you love someone, you care about someone, you just want to do things for them. And it's hard because you grow up in business school and you learn about the world and you're trying to get ahead and winning and competition and all these things. But really, when you come from a place of love and just want to do things for people because you care, um, and because it feels good to give, you know, you receive 10 times, 10 times over. And so, and at the end of the night, I just went to guest service, like, listen, you know, we really went to go on this one ride. It was closed. And like, well, we don't really give rain checks on these, you know, and they weren't cheap either, the fast passes. But they ended up giving us two exit line tickets. So next time we get to go back on Yukon Striker and we don't have to wait in line and we get to go right through the exit. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I'll wrap that here. I want to talk a bit about marketing and psychology because that's something interesting I've been learning about breathwork. But I guess I'll save that for a separate time. It's super interesting when you start looking into the world of like SEO and copywriting and um, really like all that kind of stuff for those entrepreneurs out there that are listening. Um, but I just feel kind of complete here today. I'm just really excited that next weekend I'm going to Summer Days, which is a festival out in Algonquin Park where they set up you know, music in the forest, there's workshops and all kinds of awesome stuff. So um, if you're in Toronto or not, come to Summer Days Festival. It's going to be incredible. And I hope to see you there and you get to spend three or four days just having fun, time stops in nature, beautiful music, beautiful people, beautiful experiences. Um, And yeah, I hope to see you there. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Um, oh, I didn't even talk about rolfing either. I'll save that for another episode. Some, just some cool stuff I've been into lately. I've been a lot of pain in my body and I met a rolfer, two rolfers and, um, just really changed the way I feel. And I'm setting the intention here out loud to get back in shape. Also another thing that I haven't had time for, but you know, the body needs that. Anyways, I'm rambling now. Hope you guys are doing awesome. Thanks guys for all those who reached out to connect. I'm here anytime you want to connect. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Elemental Geo. Um, or wherever you listen to this, try and find a way to message me. I'm sure there's contact information there. Love you, love you, love you. Have a wonderful day. Grateful for all of you. Grateful for this beautiful day. And grateful for life. God bless. Peace.